welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the book Made for This by Jenny Allen. Kay, we're going to start with your story. What's the Bible verse for that, Kay? While Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. From Genesis 39, 20 through 21. Joseph is amazing. What he endured for years and years and years, the pain, the suffering, being sold by his brothers in slavery, it was just, uh, he never turned away from God. Through all those years. Through all those years. Yes. It wasn't just a year. No. It was many years. Wasn't it like... 20 years? It was at least 20. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. What would you do if you had to suffer for 20 years? His brothers were angry with him because, remember, Joseph had the dreams that everybody would bow to him. <laughs> and he yeah. would actually tell yeah. them uh, that, too. That his brothers. He told his brothers that. That's why. They were mad. Oh, yeah. And he was loved by right. his father right. more than the other brothers. So yeah. He was prideful. Mm-hmm. He was prideful, though, yes. in, in that. And then it went from there. Ah. I think sometimes we don't think that the families back then had the same problems we do now. <laughs> right. People act that way now, too. Right. So. Right. All right, Miss Kay, I'm going to start us out. One night okay. as we wrestled through our stories together in our Austin class, Margaret leaned in to describe her passions. She adjusted her spunky, dark rim glasses and described her job which also happens to be her passion. Margaret tells the stories of people suffering around the world using the medium of film. When I asked her why she loves her work, she quickly answered, I want people to really be heard and understood, to be seen, and I want to move those watching to be a part of healing their hurt. She doubted that these passions were in any way connected to her own story. So we asked her to tell us her story. She showed little emotion as she described a childhood built in a home with no parents. She was the oldest of three siblings, and their dad had abandoned their family when they were very young. Their mom was not healthy and would lead them home alone while she went to unknown places for months at a time. Their grandparents lived next door and helped some, but Margaret shouldered the burden of caring for her little brother and sister. Wow. We were all speechless and tears flowed as we tried to imagine a home with no parents and three children turning the lights out and locking the doors and tucking themselves in at night. But Margaret didn't cry and she issued this disclaimer. It's not a big deal. We were okay. We always had what we needed. I whispered the only words that I could think. Margaret, that is not okay. I am so sorry. Then she started to cry. She had learned to be brave, not complain, work hard. If she cried, who would have comforted her anyway? We did our best to allow her tears to fall in a safe space. Then one of Margaret's close friends said, Can you really not see that your story is birthed your passions. She still shook her head no, and we were in disbelief that what screamed to us was invisible to her. You spend your life helping invisible people to be seen, to be heard, and you move others to respond to their needs. Margaret leaned back in her chair, uncomfortable with the thought 
but allowing it to press in. What if the darkest moments of your life God intended for good? And what if the purest moments of bliss contain your greatest contributions to the world? God speaks through story because that is how we best understand the most important things. And Teresa, it just kind of reminds me of Laura's story, the song that she had called The Blessings. What if your biggest accomplishments were through your tears? What if your sleepless nights were, you know, once again, I mean, she talks about all these things that we look at our life and we go, why? Why, God? But sometimes through those hard times, God's doing great things that we can't see. We sit and say, why, instead of saying, God, show me what you want me to know. Arrows pointing. That arrow we talked about, the one where each a dot in is a fluid line symbolizing motion. A line that technically has no end. An arrow points to something. It leads to something. So if we're not here by accident, and the events of our lives are not accidents either, then it's all leading to something. Take Joseph. (laughs) He was never in the wrong place at the wrong time, though it must have felt wrong to him. Prison, anyone? God was leading him through a series of, of events that all served great purpose. Even though it was all leading to a specific time and place, it was also building a man God could use. Sure, our stories lead us towards our purposes, but they also make us into people strong enough to fulfill our purposes. Margaret was no different than Joseph or any of us in her calling. She was shaped by the events of her life. She was moved towards others because of her own suffering. She was most fulfilled investing into the world the deepest needs that she had ever been denied. God was working for good and even for saving of lives. Joseph met the need in Egypt because he had the unique gifting to meet the need, compassion and character, that comes through suffering. The right people in his path. The gift of turning up in all the right places, even if they all felt wrong. And a passion to see it through. I know your story is sacred. Maybe the most sacred pieces of you lie there. I also know that memories are often more foggy than clear. And I also know that you may not see the point yet. To build a picture of your story, the events that have shaped you is a powerful and a beautiful thing. It's the darkest and most beautiful moments lined up on an arrow. You will see things you have never seen before. As I went through this process, I started to see something. Every painful and beautiful thing that was moving me somewhere. The most heart-wrenching things were birthing something I couldn't deny it. I could look back and for the first time see the sparks of my greatest passions were lit and fed in the moments. I didn't know exactly where they were taking me, but I could see they weren't by accident. This was a good story, possibly even a great one. 
I want you to consider today that your story could be a great one. Begin by charting some points and the highlights and the sufferings that characterize your story. Okay, what would you like um, the listeners to reflect on next week? Number one. Identify a highlight from each life stage when you felt pleasure in what you were doing. When were moments you remember being proud and satisfied? Identify a memory from each life stage when you remember suffering. Now lay out these moments on your airline. We want to thank you for stopping by. Have a great week. Thank you.